0: Yeah. He's
1: married and
0: whatnot. He married and moved on from us. He don't even talk to us no more.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. Oh. <laughs>
2: Did
0: you
2: know Jimmy was getting his master's?
0: Yeah, he told me he was he in school. That's like, good stuff, man.
2: That's, that's good. Like this
0: shit. I was like, this is this an old post? Nah, <laughs> nah,
1: that's stupid. new, man. Is Jimmy still in Boston? Mm. Oh, that's what's up.
0: That's an interesting guy, man. I, I would love to, have him, him co- would love to have him on the. I would love to have him on podcast one day, God. No, <laughs> it would be so good. Oh, that would be funny. <laughs> Jimmy. Yeah, yeah, he's a cool guy. I went up there last year with him and his whole family. It was interesting. He's like, oh yeah, yeah. My her, uh, my fiance's mom stayed with us.
1: Jimmy's engaged. Yes, he gets. Oh, that's he's, awesome. getting, he's getting married this weekend. Well, I'm <laughs> I'm sorry, I
0: didn't <laughs> know. I haven't <laughs> talked to Jimmy in a long. <laughs> He was like, uh, Scott. oh, yeah, I ain't heard of Scott. But he was like, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, her mom stays with us. So I said, cool, cool. So, um, so he picked me up from the airport and he was like, oh, yeah, yeah. The, um, we got to be quiet because the grandma at the house, too, and, and her brother <laughs> oh and her cousins on the couch. I said, do you well, live with them? Is. He's like, oh, yeah, we live with them right now. I said, bro, you know, <laughs> <been me all laughs> I'm like, well, I'm gonna sleep at. <laughs> Like we are gonna figure something <laughs> gonna out, it, figure something man.
2: Out. <laughs> well, you know they, like they, 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 they Haitians, so you yeah, like, they're Haitian. Yeah. That's what i think about. It. That's well, that's like a good thing about other cultures. Their families, like they all stay together, and help each other. Yeah. right. Like, that's what we're really talking right. about. We that. can really yep. have the house. Exactly. Our yeah. Yeah. It's
1: funny you say that. Me and my family literally just had a conversation about that a couple of days ago, Um, because I have a coworker who's Laos. And her mom is, lives what? with them. She's from us? Laos. Southeast Asia. It's, yeah, oh, okay. Southeast Asia. <laughs> <laughs> <He's> like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know what that is. <laughs> but yeah, she was telling us how her mom lives with her because her dad passed away. Mm. So it's a tradition that the, the kids will stay with the parents until they get married. And then if one of the parents pass away, the parents the the mom or dad move in with the kids Ow. whether they're married or not. Wow. I feel like that's mm-hmm. that's
2: how that should be. I, I want well. I want my mama to stay with me, but Ooh. I I got to have a big enough house where it could be separated.
3: Right. I love you to see mama, each other. I couldn't do it. Oh, yeah. She <laughs> going know. to what the home. If you, yeah.
2: your mom was like, like, if your mom was no. like sick or something, you would, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I you Or would know. you just pay for somebody She's to stay She going things? to right. a nice, nice home. I'm
0: going to pay for a room. We already talked on Facebook Look. about it. Aww. I said, Mom, you better stay in good health <laughs> as long as you can. <laughs> That if I, so got the money, I got the money, you going to a nice home.
3: Mm-mm. I done lived with her too long. Yeah. She'll be okay. She, she don't need to let me more. You I'm was sorry. was in
1: college for four years. And I,
3: I loved <laughs> every bit of living by myself. That's <laughs> <laughs> <outside> understandable.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah. I can't go back. Well, y'all know my mom lived with me for a while, but yeah. that's because she was. I
0: thought you were living with your mama.
1: No it, was oh, pretty, I ain't no, it was all of us living together. Yeah. Oh, that's cool, Cause too. My mom, she had mom like three. mom was cool. She, my mom is cool, yeah, but she had cool. three surgeries back-to-back one year, mm-hmm. and in 2012, she had her surgery on her spine, so she mm-hmm. hadn't been able to really do much on oh, her okay. own, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was
0: real cool, man. I really like that lady. You
1: know what? She often asks about you guys. Because we have,
0: <laughs> we put a good impression on her, because we're guess. good people, you know I what I'm saying? I guess.
1: <laughs> but uh, welcome to another episode. <laughs>
0: We got all of that recorded. So welcome oh, to another episode of Words with KB. Uh, I have my co host here, Basic Logic. What up, dude? All right, we got two, two very special guests going to give us some real good information today, I hope. Uh, could y'all introduce yourself, please?
1: My name is Tiana. My name is Julia.
0: Tiana and Julia. So, Julia, we know from uh, Fort Valley State University. tut, tut. tut. Uh, yeah yeah <laughs> Fort Valley Folk Valley don't google that right now because we got some things yeah. going, <laughs> on. <laughs> got some thing going on we got a time we're going to work past this right <laughs> right right. <laughs> but we've had Fort Valley State University uh, she plays Zeta Phi Beta and uh, we, we, we members of Phi Beta Sigma so that's how we, we know each other my first time me and Tiana right yes. that's your name Tiana I yes, got it right. That's
4: right my first time me
0: and Tiana but um, uh, we, we've been back and forth on some emails I did a little mm-hmm. work for them uh a week or so back, um, I actually messed up y'all second order. I gotta Rush. do it again. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I gotta do I it again. It. I messed it up. Mikey I put the yeah, I put the wrong. I put CEO on the back of. I gotta fix it.
3: It's, it's okay.
0: Yeah, I was rushing. I was like, I want to have it on the day while they're here, but I ain't. Yeah, I was. It's
3: okay. I'm pretty sad, but i pretty
0: sad, but um, but we're here to talk about this um, uh, this new organization that they have um, helping children. Um, can y'all tell us a little bit about it? Uh, Nova Turrent. Yes, yes, Nova this, I, I, I've been mispronouncing that for a while, so we want to <laughs> hear about Nova Turian and how how you how, what is it about? How did it start? That's what we want to know.
1: Well, it started. I actually met Tiana like a year or so ago at yeah, a Super, Super Bowl, Bowl party. Super Bowl party? Yeah. Who was um, playing?
2: The,
0: the Falcons,
1: Falcons and the Patriots Patriot. party. Oh, that's the one I that mean, was yeah.
2: oh, I was crying okay. at. I
0: wasn't crying. I was
1: actually happy, remember? Because oh, yeah. everybody she got mad excited.
0: at me. Y'all were rooting for the Falcons? <laughs>
3: yeah. I was rooting for the Patriots. Okay. I'm a Saints mm-hmm. fan. Who that?
0: Damn. Right. <laughs>
1: Man, she in the wrong so place. We were both in the wrong <laughs> place. We're we
2: trying to keep uh listeners.
1: Right. Right. So we, because we really weren't paying attention to the game, we actually started talking and we were sharing some stories and in common interests. And we exchanged numbers that night. And afterwards we talked a little bit afterwards, but then I hadn't heard from her in months and december she texted me i was like hey you know you've been weighing heavy on me i just want to check on you see how you're doing and we started talking and next thing you know she told me she wanted to start a nonprofit. and i was like hey i've always wanted to start a nonprofit." profit and she was like oh my gosh so let's do it together i said okay cool and that's how it started so the name novatorian came from us trying to find Names because it's so hard to pick a name that's not taken. So originally it was kids, K I D S, kicking insecurities and dominating self esteem, but that was taken, so we had to change it. So Tiana. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> she went on pinterest, pinterest. she went on pinterest and she found Novatarian, and it means pretty much the power to change um the, and or the desire to change and we thought that would be a good idea because what we're trying to do with this organization is to um take kids and try to i don't want to say mold them but to help them deal with their traumas or any issues internal issues that they're dealing with at the young age so when they get older it won't weigh so heavy on them they won't go down bat the wrong path um they won't wonder why relationships don't work why they always unhappy and don't know why so we're trying to create a way to stop Childhood trauma okay from taking over a child as an adult. You okay, know what I'm
0: w- when you say children, like what what's the age range you guys are looking for when you say children?
1: So, we're looking to start at about
3: seven because at seven you're able to articulate your feelings, your emotions, and then we're gonna go all the way up to 18. Okay, and we're hoping like after 18, if they want to get involved with the organization, right? They're gonna be like, Hey, you know. I'm, I'm ready to go ahead and start volunteering or interning at this point because through the organization it's helped me so much
2: I like that mm-hmm. I like that are you guys um i'm sh- so are you guys offering counseling like um are there classes is there like a step process in the classes like a program that you have to complete like what's the what's the whole process is it just like a mentoring and you just kind of letting them you know almost like a big brother big sister type thing can you try to go into the process a little bit of what you guys are actually doing for the kids
3: so it will be counseling but also mentoring so (laughs) since we're in the Atlanta area we was like let's utilize these colleges and universities around us especially the HBCUs because a lot of times our communities are lacking in understanding mental illness and things such as that so we're hoping that we can bring in students from Spelman Morehouse Clark Atlanta and even Georgia State to come and help and to mentor Mm -hmm. intern through us so that big sister big brother Um, Program can work through there. But we really want to focus on counseling. So doing activities that will help them understand what they're going through, Mm. understand that they're not alone. And then through that, they can learn how to heal and cope. Yeah. Because a lot of psychology will show that if you do not get over the things that you're going through, they can kind of turn into something else so right now you might be in pain but in your teenage years you might turn to alcohol to hide that pain, you might Mm. turn to drugs Mm -hmm. you might turn to sex and that's the thing that we want to avoid because it can be avoided Mm. so just having simple conversations helping them understand that you know it's okay, you're not alone we're going to help you through this uh, we're hoping that we don't have to go through that stage anymore.
0: Yeah, and I think it's great to have, like, these organizations because you can never have, you know, too many of these type of organizations right, because exactly. some of those organizations are so large, like, kids get lost in the shuffle. Like, exactly. th- how can they... You know, reach every kid because they have so many. So, like these these programs that you have, like they're gonna be talking to you too. Like they're gonna talk to people who care. Right. So exactly. it's not somebody just trying to push them through or or whatever. So I think that's so important. Right. Um. But so so how do you so you try to handle kids who go through different traumas? Mm-hmm. So can you like define the trauma? Because you know, I I, I I like now that I'm older, I think about like stuff that happened to me. I'm like. Was that a trauma? Or was that like a regular right. experience? Like, how do we know the difference between, between something trauma that's traumatic?
4: Experience.
0: Yeah. How do you know the difference between something that's traumatic versus? And I'll tell you why. Why? <laughs> so so I'll tell you why I thought this because I was um, I went home. I went back home last weekend. I had my uh, my nephew, and for some reason he like hits girls. Like he's hitting his sister and he's like grabbing her hair and I'm like, w- like why are you doing it? Like he's one. He's one and a half mm-hmm. so I'm like why are you doing that this early like this is like mm-hmm. bad so so I saw him do it and I grabbed him I said okay let me see if you're going to do that to me so he didn't hit me but he was crying profusely like, <laughs> like he was like I'm killing him and I'm like well you're going to sit here until you're not doing anything like but I talked to um, I talked to my girlfriend about it. I was like, well, was that traumatic for the child or like did I do something wrong? Like, I don't know. Like I was like, I, I don't know if I'm doing something good or bad. So I want to know, like, what's the difference between something that's traumatic or just a regular life experience?
1: Well, I would say for that instance is definitely a regular life experience um, because it's just a, that is just a part of discipline. Or whatever, But a trauma, for example, is like, okay, I can use myself for an example. When I was eight, my grandmother died in front of me. So I would consider that a trauma because watching something like that as a child can, if you don't have the right support system or coping skills, can actually, you know, lead into your adult life. So even though it really didn't affect me because... I just started telling people this. But my parents sent me to see a psychiatrist um, to help deal with it For because for a while I was having nightmares after that happened. So I was able to get help early on. But then you also have kids who suffer from sexual abuse, physical abuse, molestation, bullying even. Those are traumas, <clears throat> examples of traumas if that helped right. to kind of highlight it. And that's what we're trying to focus on because working in the field that I work in with mental health, I see a lot of kids go from the youth unit to the adult detox unit or just a regular adult unit because, and they're starting from kids just staying in the system of mental health because they didn't deal with their their traumas at a young age so they're turning to drugs alcohol as tiana said sex um anything that they feel can help them cope but those are what we call negative coping skills and we're trying to incorporate and instill in them positive skills that they can use as a child and then when they get older if they feel themselves resorting back to those feelings they can use it as an adult because at the end of the day a lot of things that happen to us as kids and a lot traumas that happen to us as adults you never forget them but you can learn how to live a positive life with them and that's what we're trying to really focus on yeah
0: and I agree like I feel like as a kid like you might not you might not remember the memories but you remember how you reacted to it and, and like the feelings, like exactly. you remember the emotions. Exactly. So whenever that emotion arises again, you you do the same actions that you did because you never really handled it. Or as a kid, you don't know how to handle it and you don't go to your parents and talk about it exactly. or you don't go to a professional and talk about exactly. it. And you, you do the same things. And then, like you say, you end up medicating you know in whatever way sex drugs whatever you want to do to medicate right. and when you should be like meditating or doing something like where you actually handle the issue and not cover it up through drugs or something like that that's a little j cole reference for you guys out there <laughs> <laughs> y'all go get kod man <laughs> kids on drugs this is it's perfectly in what you're talking about man yeah, kids right. on drugs like this is it, man. Like, people going through traumatic experience and using weed to cover it. Like, oh, I need some weed this weekend. Man, I had right. a rough week. Right. No, nah, you don't need no weed, bro. You need to talk about what's going on. Exactly. You know?
3: exactly. And then, like, a lot of people don't know, but those coping mechanisms only last so long. Mm-hmm. That's why you keep doing it. And the thing that people also don't realize mm-hmm. is it won't go away until you learn how to deal with what happened okay. to you. So, like, my little personal experience, I had something traumatic happen to me when I was six. I could not remember exactly what it was until I started getting help, and through little details that I remember, I was able to actually remember what it was, wow. and I got the help I needed. Wow. But before I did that, I was drinking, because I was just right. like, whenever I would feel some type of way, I'd be like, okay, well, I need to get rid of this feeling. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I was like, okay, well, vodka and tequila, it does that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Numbs <laughs> <Nomes are pain. laughs> the pain. For the moment. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But then when you sober up, you're like, okay, well, Welcome this back. is on my mind again. <laughs> Still <laughs> so, here. You know, I have two options. Now right. I can drink again, or I can deal with it. So we exactly. want to make sure that they're not just, you know, doing those mechanisms for a little bit, mm. because then you get into harder things, right. and you might not actually recover from that at all. Mm. Exactly. And so, yeah, it's hard.
0: And do you think we run from the, run from the pain like by using these substances because it's easy? Like, why why do you think we resort to drinking when it's a problem or? you know or weed or whatever these things like why do y'all think that happens
1: i personally think it happens for two reasons one yes because it's easy but two i think it's also because of our environment we're not taught to cope and i think especially in the african-american community i was gonna
0: ask what you mean we like who you (laughs) talking about
1: Really, I mean, you got to
0: know like, yeah, but
1: it's true. Honestly, in African American communities, not even just with traumas and and coping skills, we kind of deny ourselves of our truth. And when I say that, I mean, if a family member or ourselves have a suffer from a mental disorder, we'll deny, deny, deny. Like black parents to say, "Oh, my child is fine" or whatever, or he's just crazy, or something like that, instead of taking a deeper look and say, "Oh, man, my child may actually have a problem." And a lot of it, some of it is behavioral, but a lot of it is mental. So therefore, because we don't know what's going on with us, we don't know how to handle it. So we go to what we see and what we know, and that is drugs and alcohol, because that's how a lot of us have had been dealing with it. And the only reason why I pinpoint African Americans is because I am African American and I see it. You are? Um
0: <laughs> I didn't know. Oh, you I tell like, about your voice. I didn't know. I was right. She's <laughs> 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 a little white kid. I didn't <laughs> know. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> but
1: yeah, I see it and to put that out there, I've, I've researched it a lot. Uh, my degrees are in psychology, so I've researched it and I've experienced it to know that I think we are, as a, a community, as a culture, Um, we are a little ignorant to mental illness and that's one another thing that me and Tiana or Tiana I would like to bring a wellness awareness to our culture of how to cope with traumas and how to deal with mental illnesses if your child is constantly acting out and you're telling yourself oh I don't know what's wrong with him or her he or she won't stop fighting in school they're cursing me out figure out what like the deeper root to that is because kids act out for a reason a lot of them don't just do it just to do it it's something internal so um that's a big thing that we need to start looking out for within our community and I think once we start to tackle that we will start to see a drastic change within our community because I think kids start to kind of give up on things when they see that no one's trying to help them and no Mm -hmm. one's listening and um so, because I know from experience, I actually had a cousin who had been molested by her he her stepgranddad or whatever you want to call him, and her, they wouldn't listen to her, and she ran out into traffic and tried to kill herself. Yeah. And when my mom was talking to her grandmother about it, she was like, "Oh, you can't believe her. She'll say anything. She's lying, a manipulator." And it's like, "No, she's not. All like right. we, I know what happened to her." Yeah. So. And now she's out doing God knows what. But because no one listened to her, she chose a different path. Mm. And I think that's another problem within our community We or people in general, not just African-Americans, because it happened in other cultures as well. I think we need to start listening to or people need to start listening to their kids. And then, too, I think trauma, mental illness,
3: all of these different problems and issues they have such a negative mindset you know like you hear it and you're like oh that's like I know for the longest I never told anybody what I went through because I was like oh he or she won't like me they won't want to be my friend this guy's not going to want to be my boyfriend knowing I went through all of this and it shouldn't be that way because Mm -hmm. I know through my traumas I've become a stronger woman Mm -hmm. to the point where I was like you know what I want to touch somebody else's life like that should not have a negative you know you shouldn't be negative about things like that so i think too shining a positive positive light on mental illness and saying you know it's not all bad like trauma's not all bad there's good that can come from it exactly and that can help turn it around so that people are able to say you know what like i'm ready to stand up and say that this did happen to me but it's nothing wrong with it right yeah
0: Yeah, i think people like you said people are like they they use dismissive terms like crazy, mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. you know. Oh,
0: you know, cousin cousin Craig, crazy. Mm-hmm. Like it's something wrong, you know. But I, like you said, our community and white people are, 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 leaps and bounds ahead of us <laughs> in like getting therapy. Like yeah. they will go get, go to therapy. Like mm-hmm. They will send their kid to therapy.
1: Whether oh, yeah. it works is a different story, yeah. but they will send <laughs> They'll
0: send I mean, you know, they're probably quicker to, to, to medicate them, like mm-hmm. put them on some drugs and like, and that's still dismissive, right? They're exactly, just like yeah. numbing them, right? Exactly. But they still have the first instinct. Oh, let me send them to therapy or something like that. Right. Exactly. And we don't have that because of, slavery and all this crazy the stuff mindset. and everything right exactly. so um do y'all think like uh religion plays a part in this as well like people say pray pray on it oh exactly. we gonna pray pray for Craig right. and that, that's not really like you know and that's not really like an action item y'all think does that play a part in the black cause that's you know religion is so strong in the black community you think that, that plays a heavy part in us being dismissive mental mental illness
3: I kind of feel like it can because, you know, like, you got that grandma that's like, oh, God wouldn't put you through nothing unless... <laughs> and, you know, like, sometimes that's not what you need to hear. Exactly. You know, oh, my gosh. It can it can make things worse because then now what happens when that child... Like, who got raped now feels like God made that happen to them. They're not going to turn to God. Mm -hmm. Exactly. You know, and so instead of saying God made you go through that, maybe you can say something like God is trying to teach you. Exactly. He's trying to build on you mm-hmm. instead right. of saying that he made that directly happen. Right. right. And so I do <coughs> believe that religion, because religion's just like you said, it's so prominent in the black communities. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the way that we use religion sometimes is in the wrong manner. Right. Exactly. I agree. And we have to stop always trying to say, well, God's going to put you through this. He's going to get you through this. Because if you're not actively doing anything to help yourself get through it, you're not going to
1: get through it. exactly. You know, that's just yeah. how it is. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree with that. Um, because well, what I went through a few years ago, um, like I kept trying not to get emotional, but I kept asking my mom, like, why did this happen to me? Like, what did I do or whatever? <clears throat> and after I actually came back to myself <laughs> and... <clears throat> And, you know, I was praying and my family was praying over me. And I remember going to my mom one day because me and my mom are really close. So if I reference her a lot, it's because of that. Um, And I looked at her because at one point, and I don't know if I already told you this, but at one point I was just like, I give up. I don't even want to go through that with having to go through the trial and seeing him and you know, having to relive it because that is the absolute worst feeling. And I was like, I understand why when women are raped, they don't tell because it's like you're victimized twice. And it's like, because you have the, the defense attorney painting this negative image about you. So it's like, why am I doing this when it's a possibility that he's going to get off anyway? So it took me a long time um, to realize that I feel like, I'm a martyr for other women who were not able to tell or who didn't live to tell. And um, one of them women being my mom, um, because she was raped right when she was 13 and she's now allowing me to talk about it because she didn't talk about it for a long time. But I feel like I was a voice for those women and it it makes me stronger and I I hope that me telling other women this or other young young girls or whomever this may happen to um, that it's really really hard in the beginning when you go through the process but when it's over, it's like a a huge block is lifted off of you. When I say I did not sleep, I promise y'all it's right hand to the Lord, I did not sleep well for two years. But the day after I testified, actually that night, I slept like a baby. It was so hard getting to, but I finally slept and when and I after I testified because I literally prayed, I said, Lord, just be with me and he spoke through me while I was on that stand. And afterwards, I looked at my mom and I was like, whether he gets off or not, I'm just really happy I did this. Because you have to show that you can't get away with stuff like this. And And a quicker way for you to heal or a way for you to heal is to know that you did something right, that you put that person away for doing something wrong. So for me, I feel like what I went through was just me being a martyr for other women to speak up and to speak out, that this isn't right. It's I didn't do anything wrong because that's the main thing we think. And I'm pretty sure you thought it when, you know, it happened to you. It's like, because I've had people say, well, you did lead them on. And I'm just like, how? <laughs> what did I do to make somebody want to do this? Mm-hmm. Regardless of whether I did or not, I said no. And no means no. So I want young people because it happens to men too that's another thing that we want to focus on because a lot of people don't believe that boys or men can be molested or raped and that's not true but I want people to know that you didn't do anything wrong yeah at all no means no and as, as hard as it may be, just stay in the fight, stay the course, and you'll reap all the benefits. Oh, yeah. So that's what I learned in my experience, and that's really why I'm so passionate, and I'm so grateful that Tiana came to me with this because I really don't want anyone to feel the way that I felt before I decided to go forward with the trial because it's not a good feeling at all.
2: And I I think... Um like, and I appreciate you sharing that with everyone, you know, especially with that being such a traumatic experience. And I think that your testimony would be a, a big benefit to a lot of people who may have not had the opportunity to do that. And maybe that'll give them the strength to, you know, do what they have to do as well. But I just to go back on the whole religion aspect, I think with a, there's nothing wrong with, with praying and asking the Lord for strength. I think what people often forget to do is that you have to act on what you're praying on
4: Mm -hmm, you can't just
2: continue to ask for prayer and for healing and but continue to do the same things or just not do anything to help yourself or ask for assistance so i think that's like a big thing with the black community and not to really get off subject but it's kind of like if you eating Popeye's chicken every night, you can't ask the Lord to... to help
1: you lose weight. Help you lose weight.
2: Oh, Lord, take this cholesterol out of my out of my system as you're drinking the soda. Like, it's right. you know, change your diet and exercise. It's, exactly. You know, it's something, you know, that you have to do. But, like, with, with you guys, are you guys working? I know that you guys say you're working with HBCUs, but are you guys working with any of the local organizations or things like DFACs or group homes or foster kids <laughs> like can you talk a little bit about that
3: yeah so um i actually believe a lot that juvenile delinquents are sometimes put in these detention centers just because they're acting out nobody actually took the time to see hey is something wrong with them <laughs> um and so we actually do want to work with children in these centers because like i said i really do feel like if you were to sit down with some children actually just ask them like what what is on your mind like what are you going through you can find out so much about a child like i know with me personally people always wonder oh tiana like you're a wild child why are you so wild and i feel like if anybody actually would have taken five minutes to just sit down and say hey what's on your mind like how are you really feeling it could have it could have made such a big difference. I probably would not have gotten as wild as I did you know and so that is something that we are looking into doing um, just to help some of these children because a lot of these kids don't deserve to be where they are. but exactly. you know it's really just people gave up on them and exactly. I don't I hate that people gave up on me so that's why I don't want to give up on other people. Because I was able to make it out, but who's to say that the next child will actually make it to where I'm at? Exactly.
2: And, I mean, children go through some, like, traumatic things. My mom um, was a foster parent for about four or five years. Like, it was really the time that I was in college. But, I mean, some of the children that she had in there, like, you would hear their stories. Like, the things that these kids had to go through and do it's like you like what you you had to do that are you you saw that at at five six right, like, right. it's, it's <laughs> and you know a lot of i mean and uh, you know big shout out to the people that work in Defacts and things of that nature you know but the the system can only help so much it takes exactly. organizations like the ones that you have yourself where you can kind of work with people more on a personal level because, just like Kelvin said, these organizations a lot of times they get so big they get overburdened mm-hmm. and people still slip through the cracks. Like of course, foster system it's great because it gives them a home because a lot of times they will be on the street. But it's like when they're all grouped together, people are going to get missed. Mm-hmm. A lot of times you got all these kids together that have issues and you know they're bothering other kids and making their issues even worse. Right. And I just think to. I think it, even with the age of social media, I hear so much about now. Like, you know, we always think of like suicide as kind of like a a non-black thing. Like that was oh, black people didn't do that. Right. But you're starting to see it now. Like it was a, a young gentleman who went to the barbershop shop with me. Good looking, good looking guy. Played sports. You know, popular. I came in the shop one day and they were like, "Hey, you know." And it it all I always think about him because his name was Ian as well. Like, he was like, Barbara just told me, he was like, yeah, the young gentleman, he killed himself the other night. And I'm just like, why? Like, right. what what happened? But obviously, he was going through something that was so traumatic, and he didn't have anybody to talk to that he was just like, uh, um, I'm done with, with life. And he right. just gave up. And that's always just something I always think about, because as men, especially as black men, like, we're always taught not to show any emotion.
1: Exactly. And...
2: I I'm not going to say that I don't still put that off on other people like when you see people kind of showing emotion that's always kind of looked at as being weak and but you still have to be able to talk about your emotions so I, I don't know if you guys have male mentors or whatever that in there too but you know the things like that happen to women but I feel like a lot of times y'all may feel a little bit more comfortable talking about mm-hmm. it but men is just like you have men that are 40, 50, 60, 70 years old that still haven't talked about things that right. happened to them where they were four or five. So, um I mean, uh, like I said, as you guys grow and get larger, like the men need just as much help as the women do. Right. Oh, yeah. right. And yeah. it's
3: crazy because I actually have a friend who is he's in his 40s and he reached out to me because I was telling him about the nonprofit and everything. And he was like, you know, I have so many different things that went on in my life that I could have benefited from this. Like, he was raped as a child, and he was like, I used to laugh it off because I used to feel like, oh, men can't be raped. Like, we're supposed to like sex. We're supposed to like, and it's like you you don't have to. You know, like, I always tell him, I'm like, your feelings are validated. So don't feel like that because society says one thing, you have to go with that. Right. And that's something that we really do want to preach to the young boys because i know it shouldn't be that way like if you feel like something happening you should be able to talk about it like women do because i know i was actually the person i was the opposite i never spoke to people about it until i got older and then i was like okay well if i don't talk to someone about it I'm never gonna get in a relationship i'm never gonna get married i gonna be single forever with 70 cats or dogs or something uh, but, right I, like, I don't want to do that and so um that's why like i really tell all of my friends i'm like you know talk about it and don't ever feel ashamed and i even have to tell my brother that sometimes because i'm a military family so my dad was like very strict he was just like this you don't cry you don't say this you know But as I got older, I started to see, you know, like, don't pretend to be something that you are, aren't, just because you're trying to impress other people Mm -hmm. or society says you should be this way. So you need to act like that. Like, you really have to be yourself because if you're not, you're going to lose yourself. Right. And once you lose yourself, it's so hard to find yourself again. And so hopefully, you know, this inspires people to live their truth, you know, be who you are. Um, don't be afraid to have emotions and act on those emotions
0: yeah and i, th- I think it's a, a a continuous cycle like mm-hmm. you know somebody hurt somebody because they were hurt right the, yeah. these predators just all of some of them aren't just born some people are just evil
4: exactly but
0: these predators hurt people because they've been hurt mm-hmm. yeah for sure that's you true. know
4: that's so
0: you know we we can't always just look at people as they're bad like what happened to them too you know right, like right. that's that's how it happens so um we just have to be careful about that and also like i was watching what well, a season two of uh 13 reasons why just came up when, when you were telling your story i'm like that's that's how i was relating with it right because 13 Reasons why it's kind of a similar situation where you know a girl had went through a bunch of trauma. She got raped a couple of times, and she went and told her the last straw was she. Spoiler alert! I'm sorry if y'all didn't see 13 Reasons Why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you didn't watch it, right? Because is that the
2: one her. with a uh, dark-skinned chick from Friday? The sister, Regina King, is that what no. her? No. 13 Reasons. What is that?
3: I don't know what that is. She was I don't know what
2: talking what that about is. on Netflix, right? Yeah, yeah, it's on Netflix. Yeah, Regina King. Somebody said Regina King's in it.
0: Nah, nah, nah. Thirteen Reasons Why is about a I girl. Who, talking about another movie. Yeah, so it's about a girl who um she committed suicide, right? And the whole um, community is like uh, going crazy about it. And She left these tapes to the people who who hurt she believed... Yeah, the all the people who hurt her, who wrote, who made her go to that decision. Like she, she, every tape is about them so the the next to last tape was about her going to the guidance counselor, and she told him everything and he was like, well at this at this point, you just have to either deal with it or or tell somebody or and he's she's telling somebody right now but, right and so basically he was like, you just deal with it." and he didn't try to push her, he didn't try to look into it or right. anything right. So, um, now they're on season two and like that, like, that's how, when I watched it the first time, I was like, damn, like, this could happen. This, this is happening to people I know. And, exactly. Right. you know, you know, maybe they didn't go to suicide, but, you know, maybe the thought crossed their mind because people just want to get out. Like,
4: yeah, it like, does.
0: yeah. Cause it's so hard. Like, you know, even this, the, the, you know, uh, Friday when the, the guy shot up the school in Santa Fe, Texas. You know and um, I was talking to my co-worker about it today and I was like you know why would he do that you know why why would you want to go hurt these people you know these you know why you know cuz most likely he was hurt he was hurt and he wanted to go hurt somebody else Exactly. you know what I'm saying so that's the that's the commonality I see between a lot of these situations like a bully or his parents bully them, bully them mm-hmm. right he don't just learn that behavior from nothing right right like kids you, kids are just nice you know even if they hit somebody it's like oh well uh, i didn't know you know something <laughs> right. like that like they learn those behaviors from someone so um i just you know i, I just people just usually like victimize, not victimized but they just like oh he's evil or whatever but like think about like what they're going through and everything like it's, it's a cycle that just keeps continuing right. so it's great for you to say I'm going to stop this cycle and help somebody. Right. And a lot of people don't do that. They just either be silent about it or they go hurt somebody. So it's great that you can come and take your strength back and take hold of everything and say, I'm not going to let this dictate my life. And that's what people do with a lot of things. So I think it's great that y'all started this. And it's just an amazing thing to have. Like, I I really love it, even though I might say the name wrong. (laughs) 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 But then,
3: too, like, one thing that I learned, I was in Africa. So I actually reached out to Julia when I came back from Cape Town. I was there for three months. Okay. And the one thing about trauma, too, is people become used.
0: Okay. And And what were you doing in Africa? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah.
3: So I was in Africa. I was at the Red Cross Children's Hospital. And I was actually, this is when I was supposed to work in hospitals. but um, I was working with children in the trauma unit mostly, but I was all around the hospital just helping them through what they were going through in the hospital. Mm-hmm. So at first I loved it because I was like, oh, I'm helping kids. But then the more that I was there, mm-hmm. the trauma doesn't only end here, it continues when they leave. Right. So that's when I kind of switched gears when I got, came back here. But one thing that I noticed was I had this young girl she had she was at school on the playground, and two little boys put a tree branch up her. What
4: button. the fuck.
3: And she was smiling. she was laughing in the hospital and I'm just like asking her like, "How are you feeling?" And she was like, I'm used to it. Wow. And that's one thing that I never want people to be right. become immune to trauma because it's mm. not healthy. Yeah. And it's something that we should not have to go through. Because I know one of my friends, I had a lot happen to me in like a month. Mm. And he was like, I feel like you're becoming used to it. Like, don't. And I was like, am I? Yeah. And I started to know, like, you know, I actually am. Like, when it happens, I'm like, oh, it's okay. Like, I'll get past this. Right. But it shouldn't have to be that way. Like, that's the Great. one thing that we want to make sure that people are aware of is certain things just because it happened to your mama, your daddy, your cousin, whomever. That does not mean that it's supposed to happen and especially to you. Right. Right. And so that is one thing that we want to raise awareness about in the nonprofit as well is just ending trauma. Right.
1: Right. Well, the term um, for what she just described, how she liked it it's actually called Stockholm Syndrome mm-hmm. and it's um, for those of who don't know what it is, <laughs> um, it's just pretty much a survival strategy so you tap into um, this mentality that in order for me to survive this, I have to kind of just be okay with it and go with the flow. So that's what it is. It's 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 them trying to get through the day when it's stuff like that. Like you said, she said that she was used to it, and even though she's laughing about it on the inside, she's probably was probably breaking oh, down, yeah. but how else is she going to deal with it she's laughing to keep from crying so at that point she's really experiencing stockholm syndrome and it's because no one is helping her they keep doing it so at the end of the day thinking like her what else am i supposed to do you know that's like women who are kidnapped for 10 20 years they begin to fall in love with their capture or capture or whatever if i said it wrong i'm sorry um (laughs) because they've been with them for so long so for the first few years you're gonna keep trying to get away but after that it's like okay i'm here now they probably had kids so you begin to tap into survivor mode Mm -hmm. and you kind of come like go outside of yourself so Stockholm Syndrome is actually pretty hard to overcome, you know? It really takes... People like us, organizations like this, to try to, <laughs> see, I use that plug, <laughs> to, um, <laughs> right, <laughs> to try to help them come out of that mentality, Stockholm Syndrome, and then as we call it, the slave mentality. It's mentalities like that, they're really, really hard to come from, like to come out of. So um, it takes a lot of support in education to overcome things like that. So that's another thing we want to tackle as well.
0: Yeah, I watched another show on Netflix. Yeah, I watch a lot of
1: <laughs> Netflix. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Me too. <laughs>
0: right. So uh Homeland, I don't know if you all heard of Homeland, yeah, but uh y'all watch Homeland?
1: I don't, I don't watch it, but I've it. heard of it. Used to be on Showtime.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. it was one, yeah. So it's basically about uh this uh prisoner of war who was captured for 8 years and uh you know they just happened to find him bring him back to america and like try to plug him back into his uh regular life mm-hmm. and uh uh i don't maybe it's not a spoiler no it's not a spoiler you know from the first episode so <laughs> so basically uh his he 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 believes his captures because he'd been there for eight years and right. they didn't treat him they tortured him but at the end they treated him nice and they brought him in like in like family so he believed them, like at that point so he didn't know the difference so he ended up being a terrorist turned to to be a terrorist because he thought like this is how he's like you said this is how he cope and this is how he got through the experience so um that happens a lot and throughout different uh different uh walks of different paths or whatever um and another thing i wanted to bring up was um like you know like little kids and like now like especially little black kids they'll see like somebody gets shot in, in the streets and stuff right and you know we'll have somebody in the military in war they'll go and they come back and PTSD mm-hmm. like but we don't have anything like they just grow up like little kids just grow up and it's regular like they right, don't they don't right. get they don't get any oh they don't have PTSD they just grew up in the hood
1: right just like I'm boys in the hood yeah. uh, it's
0: like okay they probably got P- PTSD too right okay. and
1: I'm pretty sure they do yeah because if you look at those kids who grew up around that and see stuff like that like how do they end up when they become adults yeah like are like, just right, normalized they... exactly mm. and that's a problem yeah. like exactly. that should not be normal you seeing somebody get shot in the street and you just keep riding your bike like yeah. what somebody's yeah. dead mm so it's crazy but it's like when you when you grow up in environments like that and you're being raised by kids themselves it's like how do you expect them to grow up you know what i mean how do you what do you expect them to think when they see stuff like that so like you said they're seeing it and they begin to think it's okay when they do certain things can you yay yeah, I'm trying to figure out how to say this, but can you blame them? Can you really put all of the blame on them? Because I think me and my friend, my good friend, were talking one night, and we were talking about how, you know, there's a they stereotype black men, and because a lot of, there's a lot of us that's in certain neighborhoods, we still, we rob, we do certain things, but it's like you're pretty much, a product of your environment. And a lot of this is being done for survival um, from what they're taught. So can you blame a child in the path that they were on or chose to take because of what they've seen or what they've been taught, can you really blame them for that? So, a lot of these kids that are in the juvenile system that do certain things is like, who's monitoring you? Who's out there showing you and guiding you? If you have no guidance, then how do you know where to go? You know, it's very—it's like a select few that actually comes out, and and on top, if 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 you may. Um, that can come out and go to college and become, you know, successful. It's very few, and it should be more. And I think if if we can educate the kids as well as the parents, because Tiana and I are actually with this organization, we want the parents to be as active as the kids. We're actually um, planning on having one-on-ones with the parents as well. We're going to try to do that as much as we can because – Parents need to know that they need to educate their children. There is ways to avoid you know, going to jail, getting killed because it's a lot of kids that are out there getting killed. There's a way to avoid it, but they won't know those ways if there's no one that's teaching them, you know, and then they go to school and the teachers are just passing them because they don't want them in the class anymore because they're a troubled child. So it's like they don't have any guidance when they get to school. They don't have any guidance when they get home. So what do they do? They go after the man that's on the street that pulls them in. He's a drug dealer but he's treating them like a, a parent Yeah. you know he's teaching him but he's teaching him the wrong thing yeah. so if we can have our parents out here even but. grandparents family trying to help us I see you want to say something yeah yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah no, no, no. Yeah. I don't mean to
0: interrupt but no, I, what, no, like so that leads to my next like what, what can we do is like regular like I'm a regular person I'm a parent I'm a regular guy like I ain't got no kids but somebody does like what can I do if I think something's going on with my kid? Like, my kid probably at that point is at a period where I don't want to share anything with my parent. Mm-hmm, I right. don't want to talk to my parent. Right. So what can I do? Like, how can you break that a teenager or something down? Like they don't want to talk to you. You, you can't get past that do? wall.
1: It has to start from. I'm so sorry. Did you want to take this? One? <laughs> You're sorry. Y'all oh, both can take yeah. it. I want to. Yeah.
2: I want to hear both of yeah. y'all. Opinions. Okay.
1: So it start for. Uh, for me, I say it starts from birth. Honestly, mm-hmm. you have to love on your kids. You have to validate your kids. You have to say, "Good job!" Oh my gosh! I don't care if it's the ugliest painting in the world. If your kids say, "Here, mommy, I painted this for you," or "Here, daddy, I got this for you," say, "Oh my gosh! Thank you so much. That is so sweet. Oh, man. You're right the now, number I say, That's one interest. kid,
0: huh?" Right now, I tell my niece, "That's interesting. That's you, <laughs>
1: <you're laughs> really <laughs> interesting <laughs> painting." <laughs> I, (laughs) But when you say it, she probably smiles. Okay, yeah, yeah.
0: I say it in a happy way. You have
1: to say it in a happy way. You have to validate them and show them that they are going to be something, they're worth something, they're love. Like, one thing I can say growing up my parents they made sure we knew they loved us like every night before we went to bed we could not go to bed without saying i love you give them a the hug and we could not like it could not happen and you have to do that so now people look at me like Do you tell your mom too much i'm like no I, I talked to my mom because that's how I was raised. If I have a problem, I can go to her about it, you know, and I'm pretty sure the same would have been my dad had he not passed, but we were just a close-knit family. Our parents loved on us. You know, my dad told me I was beautiful. You know, my mom told me I was smart. So you have to validate your kids. It's very, very important.
0: Validation. So don't
1: start at teenage years. You need Go to start before. when that baby is here. Okay.
3: Literally.
0: <laughs> Tiana, what <laughs> you got for me?
3: Well, I'm going to do the flip side. All right. <laughs> My mom, she did not tell me I was beautiful. She told me that because I was dark skinned, I was not. beautiful.
4: Oh,
0: no.
3: She told me that I would never go to Auburn. She told me that I was not ever going to make it on, you know, cheerleading teams, different things like that. And when I tell you I had, my confidence level was all the way at the bottom. Mm. My dad was always gone. He was in the military. Oh, okay, military. And so, yeah. So it was like, you know, I never had that from my dad.
1: Mm. And then
3: you grow up and you're looking for love. Because you're like, I'm not getting it at home. I see other people getting it and it leads you to the wrong people because I agree. anybody that says hey you're beautiful or anyone that says hey I love you you're going to automatically attach to them and it's not always a good thing yep so I always tell people, you know, start with your child when they're young. You mm. know, ask them how their day was at school. Don't mm. just say hey, mm-hmm. how was your day? Mm-hmm. Ask them because they're going to say it was good.
4: Okay. So mm, ask exactly.
3: them. I, I tell my nephew all the time I'm like, what did you color at school today? Okay. You know, exactly. What did you learn at school today? Did you learn your ABCs? Mm. What songs did you go over? So
0: don't ask those generic questions. You know, no, you, you have, have to go into depth. In yeah,
3: yeah mm-hmm. you have to because if not they're going to just say the basic. They're going to, and that's how you start op- letting them open up to you. Because if they know you're interested. Then you're going to get to a point where you're going to say, How was your day? And they're going to say, Oh, we did this, this, and this. Exactly. Because now they're used to you asking so many questions. And they're and excited so, about telling you. Exactly. Because mm-hmm. my nephew, sometimes he comes home and he's telling me things, and I'm like, I didn't ask. Like, <laughs> I didn't even have a chance to ask you. Ask you for telling but me. Saw, And he's going to tell me from the time he got to school till the time he's in my face, and he'll be like, Now I'm here. And I'm like, I see.
4: <laughs> but
3: you know, now he's two, he's about to be three, and he has full conversations with me and mm. so I know that once he gets older, if he ever meets someone, he's gonna know, well I know I can go to my aunt. Yeah. Because she already opened that door for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But once you get to like those teenage years, now they're turning to their friends. Mm. And if there's one thing we know your friends are they don't they know the same thing you know. Yeah, exactly. Not, yeah, you know they're, they're not always
1: Exactly. You know, so you don't
3: want your child to turn to peers or you don't want them to turn to someone else. Mm. You want to make sure that your child comes to you and you're building that relationship. Exactly. Because when your child has a family, the last thing you want is for... You know, your kids, not there, well, your grandkids, not to be involved in your life now mm-hmm. because your child's not used to being involved in your life. Exactly. You know, and that's, you know, you want to break the cycle at some point. Exactly. We don't have to keep it rolling. Exactly. Yeah.
0: So what I took from that... <laughs> <laughs> I got <laughs> to it back, right? So I took from that, uh, make sure you validate your children, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever they're doing, validate your children. Also... Uh, talk to them early, so you teach them uh, how to communicate. Exactly. If they don't know how to communicate, they won't talk to you. Yeah. Right? right. And uh, your third—I well, I missed the third. No, I didn't miss it. I'm trying to think how, how I want to say it. Um, and build a trusting relationship, right? With your child, so they will talk to you, exactly. and not a stranger.
3: Exactly. exactly.
0: Did I cover that? You did. <laughs>
3: Got <laughs> an You got an A. You, gotta, hey, you
1: yeah,
2: taking notes so it makes a lot. Like, oh, I'm over here. I'm, I'm so, just soaking you, it all. Yeah, in. <laughs> you got a little one you you look out for, right? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, I'm, so I'm I'm, I'm, a, I'm a stepfather. Yeah. Oh yeah, yay, I didn't yeah. know. So that I mean, again. I, I mm-hmm. guess it's it's challenging for me as well because I didn't um, per se have a father figure in my life to really talk with, and the ones that were weren't always as positive. So i'm working with that as well because i don't really know how to the whole emotional connection Uh like as far as like being always being understanding because it's like i'm on more like tough love like hey you're a boy you need to act this way
4: right and
2: that's you know that's because you know that's how society you know has you like hey you're a man you're not supposed to show any of this emotion and that's how i was raised and that's how you're gonna be raised but kids are different now i mean they learn different they're learning different things so you have to raise them differently as well and exactly let them feel more comfortable you know that like our, that old school way of parenting where it was like you know oh you don't have to be their friends and stuff like that but now it's your kids are exposed to so much i
4: was just about to say they, that yeah you
2: you have to be involved because you never know what they could be doing i mean think of how much we to do something bad think about when you were younger to do something that your parents wouldn't know about think about how much you have to do like when you were younger <laughs> it usually it had to be when you had friends when you were older you could drive away now all it takes is you having a little friend when you're in third grade who's got a smartphone right a group yeah. me, google little group me. Hey, right. a little group me or something yeah. you don't know what these kids are saying you want them to be comfortable enough to mm-hmm. have that conversation like hey i my friend showed me this, and right. you'd be like, hold on, Dad, who showed you that?
1: Exactly. You know? exactly. So
2: you definitely have to make sure you're more involved, and you have to change your way of parenting. It may have not been the way we was raised. You can't just beat your kid, and when they act out, just right. send them to their room and beat them and tell them shut up, like right. a lot of our parents. And yeah. I'm not saying yeah. that was per se wrong. I mean, that's that's how they were raised. That's how they raised us. They did the best that they could. But you nowadays, you have to talk even more now.
1: Right. You have to incorporate um, more parenting skills, because Mm -hmm. like you said, um, kids are easily influenced. And now we're in the age of technology and social media and like cell phones is a kid's a parent's worst nightmare because their kids are on there they're looking up youtube videos of people doing certain things they're googling things they're sending they're sexting like i because you know this is a few years ago when i was working on a units um and i was working on a children's unit and i was admitting this patient and i was i had her phone so i can put it lock it up and i accidentally this one i didn't know about iphones guys <laughs> I accidentally pushed the the button because i thought the middle button was how you turned it off but it came on and i saw these messages flooding from this guy to her and he was like "My now this child was 12 and he was like oh i can't wait to you know it was like a lot of sexual stuff, and I'm like, Oh my god, what are you doing at 12? Like, it, like, I was so like, I, I, I was speechless because I could not believe this conversation was being had between 12 year olds when I was 12. I was so clueless, I'm not even gonna lie. Like, it, I didn't even, I'm, y'all can laugh, but when I was 12, I remember I was in 7th grade and I was in a bathroom and these these girls were talking about oral sex. Mm-hmm. And in
2: seventh grade. in the
1: seventh grade, oh, I'm not lying, Jesus. I promise you in the seventh grade. So I went home and I asked my mom about it because I didn't know. And my mom was furious and I was like, what? <laughs> right. So she sat down and she talked to me about it. And that just that just goes to show that because of how I was raised, I was able to talk to her about it. But a lot of kids, don't, they don't do that now. They they know what it is. Yeah. And a lot of them are partaking in it, so it was like the social media and and a lot of TV. Cause y'all know when we was younger, they used to have the BT at night. So it's like we couldn't watch certain so so it, it's, it's uncut. It's, it's uncut. uncut. <laughs> Nowadays, it's nothing like that. There's no nothing that's censored anymore. Mm-hmm. Everything is on TV. They're cursing on regular channels. When we were younger like they bleeped out everything but now everything's so open there's different there's gender fluids and yeah, pansexual yeah. and yeah, it's yeah. just like everything. everything's so open what? now so you have to <laughs> I know I don't even want to get it in on apparently it. <laughs> jo- Janelle Monae is pansexual I just found out what that was reading the article so, so it's like, like stupid <laughs> and then too like just
3: to kind of bounce off you Julia having conversations go deeper so because sex is like everywhere now right that is a conversation you want to have with your child before yeah. someone yeah. else has it that exactly conversation. Yeah. but then it goes deeper you want to explain to your children the proper ways that a man or a person is supposed to touch you yeah because a lot of times i've worked with kids and people definitely older men they have a interesting way of saying things so they'll say hey i'm massaging you mm. or <laughs> you know they're using and you have to be aware of this as a parent because you want to make sure that your your daughter knows or either your son knows mm-hmm. certain areas are not supposed to be touched they're by not anyone supposed to be touched, exactly. you know and if you go ahead and you raise that and you instill it in their brains once they get to seventh, eighth grade, they're gonna know, okay, well, my parents already told me about this and mm-hmm. it's something I should not be doing. Yeah. But if you don't tell them anything at all because you're like, my child's too young for this, I'm not right. about to influence them right you now. You can't do that. Then they they're going to get curious.
1: Up. They're going to ask mm-hmm. their friends. They're going to end up in a situation they don't want to be in. Right. Yeah. You have to raise whistleblowers. That's what I call it. Because I know from the time I was able to stand up and talk. Every time my mom gave me a bath and got me out of the shower, she said, Where isn't a man supposed to touch you? I say, Here, here, here. <laughs> 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 that's when That's yeah. true. You Shout have out the, to tell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She said, I don't care <laughs> if it's it your right. daddy, your brother, nobody, no man is supposed to touch you there. And I. And it to me, I'm like, man, when I get older, that's what I'm gonna tell my daughter yeah. because yeah. it's true. And so it was instilled in me mm-hmm. for the longest. So you have to raise whistleblowers. That's what I call them. Somebody you're going to tell. They call you a tattletale whatever, say so you're not cool. I don't care. You know, I'd rather my child be a nerd and in band and all these different clubs and out there Hold going on. behind like, the school. You used to go down in band camp.
2: Hey, I was in band. That's American like that. Yeah,
1: that's true. I was yeah. in band, but you get what I'm saying. I'd rather yeah. them tell me what's going on and inquire about things. Yeah. Even if I, when I have a teenager and they, they feel like like they're ready to have sex. Come and talk to me about it. I know you may not be comfortable for boys, definitely not, but for my well, daughter, well, yeah,
0: boys too. What you mean? No, 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 go to
1: daddy. I want them to what go you
0: to your daddy. Mean, for that. Oh. Man, look, you need I to want go a boy to go to, go to,
1: go to, to daddy. Yeah. Or boy. we can sit down and talk to them together, but I feel yeah. like as uncomfortable as it may be. I think you should really talk to your parents because stuff like that you kids want to be adults so bad but they don't know the responsibilities that come with it you yep. know so it's not, it's not fun guys it's I
3: like <sighs> give it back adulting oh. all nah, is. nobody
0: wants it once you get here nobody wants it once you get going, here I can't wait I can't wait, I can't I'm, gonna, wait. <laughs> I'm gonna make all this money I'm gonna do all this I'm like nah you I to do whatever, like whatever like I that. want I have kids
1: <laughs> tell me all the time I can't wait till I um, become an adult I can do whatever I want I'm like no you don't and whoever told you that you could is a lie they're like what do you mean I'm like I don't wanna wake up every morning and go to work I don't wanna have to pay bills I don't wanna be responsible but I have to because I'm an adult
0: Yeah. Nowadays I don't know if I want to be a kid either. It's hard. (laughs) It is. Especially with going to school. Yeah, the cell phone. Like back in the day you can get you know, you go to school, you get bullied, you go home, it's over. Right. Now you get bullied 24-7. And it's because like it's they, viral. Yeah, it's, it's always on the internet. Like, you mm-hmm. go on the internet, you get bullied. Like, you get bullied by articles and, like, you're supposed <laughs> to be this way and all this stuff. Like, you get bullied 24-7 now. Yeah. So, I don't know if I want to be a kid in this, right? this, this atmosphere. You don't, don't like, want to be
1: a kid because hard. of the bullying I'm and then you're going to school. And you don't know if you're going to get shot when you're trying to it's learn your ABCs. Yeah. You don't yeah, know. know. It's, it's so it's scary. It is scary. And it's like, people are like, oh, I'm going to put my kid in private school i'm like but that what difference will that make yeah. so but then you don't want to homeschool home because has, they'll that have social anxiety disorders yeah. oh, so. i'll take that <laughs>
0: <laughs> i mean you weighing the shit yeah. <laughs> oh fuck yeah take that <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh so how can uh how can everyone reach y'all I man how can uh they reach novatorian uh how can they reach out to you guys and
3: so, we have a website. You can go on www.novaturient.org. org
1: E-N-T-I-N-Z. You forgot the ink. Oh my gosh, I did no it. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's ink. Sorry, guys. <laughs> oh,
0: one more time. One more
3: time. <laughs> <laughs> get it out there. Ah, <laughs> <get> it out <laughs> there. <laughs> okay, so it's www.novaturientinc.org, <laughs> and all right. so all of our information is on there. If you go to contact, both Julia and our emails are on there, so you can just reach both of us through hey. there. All
0: right, what about them social medias? Y'all got any? We do. What's what's give me give them to me.
3: Facebook is um, Novaturian Inc. And then the same with Instagram. It's Novaturian Inc. as well. So follow us, like us, message us.
0: Yeah, y'all really make sure y'all Support follow us. Support us. Like them. <laughs> share with us. Donate they got. to and us. Y'all got an event coming up, right?
1: We do, June 25th. Yes. We're still trying to find a location that's for this event. all right, us, that's all right. Bet, Tell them about the event. The event is pretty much a sponsorship meeting. It's informational. Um, we're trying to, one, let people know who we are and what we're trying to do, but we're also trying to bring in funds so we're able to fund this endeavor. Um, we're trying to get as many sponsors as we possibly can, sponsors, partners. Um, and it doesn't even have to be just monetary. It can be goods. We're accepting goods such as you know computers, um, down supplies. to office supplies, <laughs> (laughs) we really need everything so um so this event is pretty much is gonna bring in sponsors and people who want to donate and then also learn who we are and even at the meeting people can sign up to volunteer so it's it's just pretty much getting to know novatorian and the members of it so far yeah if you want to and
3: then there will be food and drinks. Yes, so hey, there will be refreshments. You see <laughs> <laughs> uh, Let me go ahead and say that. Right. But you know, we're right. also gonna have a three year plan. So, you know, a lot of people wanna see, okay, well we know what you're doing, but what's the actual plan like right. you have? So we do want to eventually expand. Right. You know, it's not just problems here in Atlanta, there's problems all over the country. Right. Exactly. And then we also want to my personal goal is to go back to Cape Town, that's where the idea right. came oh, yeah. from, stem yeah. from. Yeah. So right. I actually wanna take get back there and help the kids there right. so you know just learning about what we want to do with it in the next coming years because you know my goal Is to have somebody here in Atlanta say, hey, I want to go to D.C. to go to Howard. Right, right. But there's a center there. So if they want to go, they want to volunteer, they want to intern, they want to meet the kids. Or if, you know, spring break, things like that, you know you have somewhere to go if you need it. Exactly. And so you can learn all about that. You can get to know me, Julia, and the rest of the board on a more personal level. Mm. You can ask questions. So it's going to be a fun event. Yeah, hey man, we're this, really excited about yeah, it. This yeah, this is a
0: dope organization. Y'all gonna, I'm gonna be plugging them all the time, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for yeah, yeah, for right.
0: sure. Good to meet you <laughs> too. Uh, but uh, we're gonna close this out, man. Basic Lies, you got anything you want to leave us with, man?
2: Oh, man, hey, y'all, y'all gave all the jewels today, so I just gotta say, y'all, y'all follow these two ladies, um, help with their vision as much as you can, and When you guys were saying with the contact information, I'm sure just any way people can help, like, they can hit you up if they want to volunteer. Yes. Mm -hmm. If people want to talk um, about, like, different issues that they may be dealing with. Because I know you guys said you start at the age of seven, so, but, like the older audience that may have issues like is there like a age cap that you guys would be like you, you too old <laughs> <laughs>
1: no i mean i think we will welcome the older adults i think if we do um do that and i'm just going off the spot right now so tiana if you agree go with this <laughs> um because it actually is a good idea we can maybe have like once a week where um we can do like round table discussions with older adults who want to have meetings i think that would be mm-hmm. nice um yeah. although our our main focus is on the children there mm-hmm. are as you said a lot of adults who's go- who are going through it as well so feel free to contact us or you know call well email us <laughs> and uh, we can discuss it it's, it's we're we really want to help everyone so um yeah that's actually a good idea thank you ian yeah, I, <laughs> like <that. laughs> I like that i do it's
0: a, it's a rare time he has good ideas <laughs> we're <laughs> gonna <laughs> gotta record this one. Right. right uh julie you want to leave us some 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 last words for the um,
1: people um yeah just Follow us and contact us if you want to volunteer. We really love um, as many volunteers as we can possibly have. If you have a child or know someone who wants to be a part of the organization, just go on our website. Our, again, our contact info is on there. Um, send us shout-outs and plugs on social media. That is how the world the word gets around now. So I shall leave you with that.
0: Yeah. All right, Tiana.
1: <laughs> um well first thank y'all for having us on here
3: yes, this has been you. great hopefully we can no do it again oh, yeah, right first year sure. <laughs> um, sure. and then you know just reach out to people that you know really because you never know what your best friend could be going through something and right. you have no clue right so definitely reach out to people talk to people be there for people and then of course if you want to help out with us in any way please do
0: all right man uh my my last words man is uh mental health uh, it's a real thing mental illness is real you know uh your strong friend check on your strongest friends cuz mm-hmm. who checking on them right uh, <laughs> you know and uh i mean especially with the environment we live in today the 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 climate of the world and all these tragedies that's happening in America like in our backyards in our kids schools it's like this is not happening anywhere else in the world but it's happening in america
1: right the yeah. greatest
0: country in the world quote, quote unquote, unquote
1: quote, quote. you <laughs> know what i'm saying
0: so uh let's get out there and help help somebody like help somebody i don't know what i can do to help but i'm a am gonna help you know y'all sharing y'all story you know i share my story if i can so i just want to help people you know what i'm saying so uh I appreciate y'all coming through again. Uh, I appreciate y'all listening at home or wherever you are, in your car, in the bathroom, you know what I'm saying, (laughs) in business, you know what I'm saying, I appreciate y'all coming through, man, that's another episode in the books, man, y'all take it easy, peace.